Welcome to Rotten Radio. Rotten Radio is a monthly podcast we bring you the first Wednesday of the month with the Rotten Brothers, Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, Father John Rutten, pastor of St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, and Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice at Mount Marty College. Let's join them now for a little faith, family, and plenty of fun. Good morning, rock stars! This is the somber Rutten Radio this morning, coming at you live from the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls with my ever-wonderful brothers, brother priests, I was going to call you, but it's not really brother priests. Father John and Priest Father Paul, brothers. my priests, my brothers that are priests. Morning. Welcome, brothers. How are we doing? <laughs> doing great. What Solemn. Solemn. Father John started this. So if you're out there listening and saying, you know, this just doesn't have the same uh, pizzazz. Yeah, you know, lately I've been thinking about people see a particular side of you. They they hear the preaching or they hear you teaching or they're watching on Facebook and then like make, the you know, it appears this is what it is. And the fact of the matter is it's a bit solemn this morning. So I'm thinking, I'm like preparing myself. The last 15 minutes I've been thinking about it. Okay, Joe's going to come in here and, <laughs> and then everybody think we're all excited all the time. And the fact of the matter is we're more, we're, we're more like rocks than rock stars this morning. And let's just start that way, folks. Okay, all some right. days so, it's just so. like we're on an even playing field. and uh, So I'm doing well. But, you know, you it's just a little solemn here. I, I threw a, a, a little hot red. potato to Father Paul, and so he's a little discombobulated. <laughs> and, uh, you're coming from another meeting, so you're a little discombobulated. Well, it's February, and, so that's kind of... February's um, like that. February's a tough month. Kind of. Well, yeah, because it's freezing cold. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and if you were living in our area, you didn't get to see the blood moon, and so there's a great disappointment sometimes you know the you wish you could see certain things but it gets cloudy so uh today it's cloudy in my head and uh i don't want to good morning (laughs) do you think sometimes good morning folks it's good to be with you i'm glad you guys follow us on the radio even when we make sense and even when we don't i'm glad you follow us when life is great and i'm glad you follow us when it's not but in general okay let's get here we go here we go if you're out there listening welcome Uh, you can follow us on our social media platforms either at uh, real presence radio Uh, you can find us on there and we have our own all the old uh, uh, shows are on there that you can access and you can follow us on live at Facebook and communicate with us if you want uh, comment, make comments, suggestions give give any insights that you wish we certainly don't always know what we're talking about uh, maybe contrary to uh, popular opinion or not um, we, we're, we're filled with hot air sometimes so if you got comments out there and you're like you know what uh, please feel free to jump online and communicate I so, find that um, this is something I've been living with. Scott Miller's a seminarian, and so he's been assigned to us at St. John Paul II Parish. And when you live close, well, you probably find this with your wife, with your kids. Like when you live close with someone, you sort of see yourself through them, you know, so you both know yourself, but then you learn yourself through them. And I realized, you know, um, it's not it's not that, uh, how did you say, we're filled with hot air. 
it's sometimes we just want the balloon to be a little bigger than it is. So we're like, you know, like the story can be a total, with a little bit more pizzazz. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. So it's not as if, you know, we're like, filled we're with hot air. We're just like, you know, we're yeah, good. we're done, ladies. The balloon's like, good enough. Let's get this fired up, you know? Well, for our show this uh, this month, we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit, and instead of breaking it up into a movie segment and a faith and culture segment uh, uh, with kind of a larger topic, we're going to kind of spend the whole hour here, both the the first twenty seven minutes and the next twenty seven minutes, uh, talking about prayer. And I think that it's a good place. It's just a, a good jumping off point to say, all right, well, you know, it's February. We started a new year. Uh, maybe let's take an assessment of uh, what prayer is and uh, how it facilitates or how it looks in our life. And so with that, I might flip it over to the brother we haven't heard from yet, Father Paul, and just uh, invite him to kick us off with a little introduction to Christian prayer. (laughs) Father Paul, what are you thinking right now as you're over there laughing at us like, oh my goodness. He wants my head in a guillotine. You probably don't really want to know. (laughs) Yep. Uh, that's well, right. we'll share it with them. We're all being really honest. Sure, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good. Let's right. have a family team. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. You ready out there? If you're listening, get your popcorn. Go, Paul. <laughs> if you want to be really honest? Yeah. I really like things to be planned out. Right. And I tried. I right. tried really hard. Oh, and and no. then I tried yes. really hard oh, yes. oh, no. a couple different times to suggest things and to offer things. Oh, no. and, and, then, oh, no. and then and then this morning I get a text and it's a totally oh, no. different topic. Let's talk no. about prayer. A totally different topic, which is fine. <sighs> but what then I can't do is make sure that what we're about to say really is right. And then mm. Father and so John says I, now I'm going to give a discourse on prayer and Christian prayer and the tradition of it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what if we're not right? Like, what if I'm about to say isn't really right? And actually what you've written isn't exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. Because I just looked it up. Yeah. So I'm supposed to now figure out how to give a talk on prayer. Well, let's, let's, let's <laughs> but go. But at the so, same time, I could have at 645 in the morning said no. Yeah. I could have. Yeah. That's, and then I but, would be stuck. But again, part of the problem for me is I can't get all of the details put together. So all right. I can do is sort of point us in a direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is good. And then one of you has to take it. I, I think this so is good. So when one of you <laughs> yeah. doesn't take it, then I'm like, okay, then I don't know what we're going to do. Mm. So mm-hmm. when someone decides, okay, well, how about we go this direction? Well, okay, if that's where you want to go, uh, then we can go. But then two minutes before we get online, you say, oh, by the way, I'd like you to open hey, it up. Okay, so to this- the topic that I didn't pick. <laughs> yeah. That, that, so that's why. So, so there's prayer. two very important <laughs> dynamics that happened here. Both the text message. Well, the message that went out that you set up the schedule, yep. right? So you were leading us. Yep. And then and then there was some, re- I offered some recommendations from some things that we yep. had left hanging before. And then at 645 this morning, I said, hey, guys, how about yep. prayer? Not only as a segment, but like for the whole show. Right. And then, and then to cap it off. One minute before we're ready to go on air, what you- <laughs> I say, hey, Paul, and why don't you lead it off right. instead of me? Yeah, like who right. to, and why did I not want to lead this? it off? I don't know. Because I didn't want to have it wrong. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we've, got, so we've got bigger things going so, on here. So let's sit in this a little bit. Sit in this a little bit. Yeah. yeah we, so we, I... Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, so, so this would really- be this would be this would be the fact is I know you mm-hmm. and this makes perfect sense. Yep. Now. Okay. I also know me and my guess is you know me and this makes perfect sense and, to you. Oh, yep. absolutely. Now. Yep. But I also know that it's important that if something is inside of us like that we put it out there. So I put mine out there, but it would have made perfect sense to me to be told to go to the corner and put on the dunce hat and, and be told like, hey, you do this every time. No. Like, where's your, you know, like, but I, so we're dealing I with need, temperaments, so, personalities, yeah. mm-hmm. um, in, and, uh, relationship to our the job, the work. Mm-hmm. And so this brings up an interesting dynamic for me because I've worked myself for years into being a workaholic and focusing on the will side of the relationship with grace in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I've always thought when you talk about grace and about God and how he acts and works and moves, I always thought, but John, if somebody doesn't pick up the phone and call Paul, Paul doesn't get called. Like that's a will. That's an act. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. That's a decision. If somebody doesn't build the outline Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the radio program, it doesn't just get built. It, 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 that that's not that there's a will part. There's an action part to the relationship of grace. And when we originally were, we're talking about, Hey, this month uh, will be an opportunity for John to talk. We, We can talk about those parking lot items that John's had that, you know, we're like, we, I think that's kind of where we were at for a bit. And so I was thinking, yes, it's the will and grace conversation. And I was like ah. jacked up. I was pumped. I was ah. like, we're finally going to get really after this. We're going to spend an hour and we're going to talk about will. And we're going to talk about grace and not the and really, TV show and not the TV show. Exactly. And so then it didn't end up there. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess we're going to wherever we went. And, um, <laughs> so then it's like, you just show up and you're like, all right, here we go. And kind of, then we show up and you look at both of us like, you guys want to start it? I'm like, no, I don't want to start it. You're, <laughs> this, you suggested prayer. You start it. And so I think maybe that it's the divine spirit saying, what's go, what's the deal with will and grace? So we've got an opportunity here. We can divert into will and grace and talk about reality and life and, and God's grace and action or our participation. Well, or we can jump into prayer and do some wonderful conversations around the Catholic inheritance of spiritual traditions or discernment or Ignatian spirituality or lots of avenues that we could go. Well, I think we're, we're sort of in it already. Um, the reason we didn't do, I mean, I can't believe we're doing this. Outstanding. So if All listen, of you folks listening, this is, this is as real as it gets. <laughs> and when I said we should be honest when we started this show, I didn't mean this. <laughs> I meant just be somber and we don't need to pretend like we're on Catholic excitement juice. Uh, <laughs> so... When the proposal came for me to do the things that I want that I had been backing up, I went into my notes and I couldn't really find all of those things. I couldn't, I did like, it seemed like it was missing. And the best thing that I could find was when we had that time where we were talking about the crack where the light gets through. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, that, 
Yep. That's it. Right. And then right. we had one more on marriage that I sort of seemed like, okay, I think this is somewhere a topic, but so then I just proposed those two. Right. Um so that it kept moving because I realized one of my faults is I sit on things and I think about them too long and they stay in my email box or my text box and then nothing moves forward. Mm -hmm. And so I'm realizing, hey, just put something out there so that it moves forward. Right. Well, it moved. And <laughs> so, so it moved, but then nothing else really came back. I mean, there was no like, hey, this is great, and then let's do this. Yep. So I kind of felt like it was still in my wheelhouse. Right. It was. Okay. <laughs> but and so when I woke up at 6.45 this morning, I kind of felt like, well, they never said anything about it. Right. And I don't really feel like this is a whole show that we have prepared but I thought prayer, prayer is a whole show. Like, sure, we haven't really talked much in depth about prayer. Um, let's do that. So then I said, hey, guys, let's do prayer. And I think I would have been totally okay if you would have come and said, what are you talking about? It's 6.45 in the morning, and we have a show in a couple hours. Um, but I also didn't, even for one moment, <laughs> think about you. <laughs> and and so it brings up uh you know the interesting part of relationships right this is a very human thing that happens in in life all the time is is um how people communicate and work in relationship to each other at home right <laughs> uh, at work at church in the pews uh and you know i'm i'm cool with it i think this is reality and that oftentimes there's this uh, desire to put ourselves up, anybody, to put ourselves up on a a place of perfection or not to communicate brokenness, that somehow we've got it all figured out, you know, and it's like, no, nah, you know what, we're pretty broken people, you know, we're not, mm -hmm. we've got, it, it almost makes, you know, it brings me to a sobering moment right now that says, you know what, all of the work in the world isn't going to fix what you're trying to do here. Like the perfect program isn't going to do what mm -hmm. I'm hoping to do here. What I'm hoping to do is to live authentically in front of the reality of who I am and who Jesus is and what he's calling me to do in the moment. And I am insufficient at that all the time. And so that brokenness to just say, you know what? Yeah. Rutten radio. Yeah. It is a miracle that each <laughs> month a, a show gets put out, gets broadcast around the world, by the way. And yet in the middle of it, here we are, three brothers, just trying to do the best we can to love Jesus, to to encourage other people in their faith, and in the process, um, to understand, you know, each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses. So with that, I really thought that the the crack, you know, of, you know, getting into the crack mm -hmm. where's Christ present, the, the, I thought your prayer, I thought spirituality was going that way. Like your prayer was, that's the essence of prayers, a relationship with Christ and reality. And um, so and we got fi yeah. 15 minutes as we begin the first half hour of the show. And we kind of say, all right, well, how do we, how do we want to address the conversation and the reality in front of us uh, for the next 15 minutes? I think it's already going. Rock on. Yeah. And again, this is the problem, though, where, as Joe had alluded to, the, the grace and will. So how do you know when to scrap what you've done and do something different mm. because it's what God wants. So mm. in a sense, it was that reality that I've learned enough to know that if you wake up at 6 45 
and your text message has prayer in all caps. <laughs> yeah, it was in all caps. That you really feel passionate about this topic and you want to talk about it. Mm. So for me to say, no, we're not going to talk about it because I have a plan and my plan has already been placed. And so we're going to do it what I mm. want. Then I think, well, then am I importing my will upon God's desire? And if I would just say, well, if that's what you want to do, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm it would actually turn out better because then I'd be actually doing what God wants and what God wants is always infinitely better than what I want. And if I just let God's grace work, then it's proof that I don't really know what I'm doing and it doesn't matter because uh, God will just make it work. So that's where at a 6.45 a.m. text puts me saying, well, you, you can either do it your way or maybe the way that God wants it done. So now in that, in any relationship, in anything, there's the, you know, learning, well, okay, <laughs> Okay, God, if that's what you want, then here's what we also need uh, in the midst of it all so that we can actually be helpful in the midst of it all. Uh, that when we share something that it, that people don't have to wonder, are they really right? Is it true? Mm-hmm. Did they just make this up? Uh, those kinds of things mm-hmm. in the midst of it. And so, you know, it's like, well, okay. Uh, because it in essence, it is about prayer because prayer is about a, a relationship with God and the way in which we're communicating. And it's, you know, done in many ways and it's, you know, it's part of life. Uh, and because as we've learned as Catholics, we often teach our prayers quite well, but mm-hmm. we don't teach how to pray mm-hmm. that. And we had a speaker come to our parish, uh, and she talked about this. She said, you know, here I was, I helped out. I taught catechesis, I had all these things. I went to church. I, I, I had everything. And then my, my son dies. And I realize I don't know Jesus Christ. Mm. That I've done, checked every box that a Catholic is supposed to check. But when crisis hits and I turn around, I can't find him. I don't know what he looks like. I don't, I don't know what he sounds like. And, uh, so I do think prayer is an important topic. It, it's important for us to realize well, how do we know when we're really praying? How do we know when we're just, you know, wasting time? Right. Uh, is it really helpful? Is it not helpful? Um, you know, as you said earlier this morning, when we were talking about this, there's, you know, 2000 years of Christians who have prayed quite well, who can offer us right. insights as well. So, there is this reality like, okay, well, there, there's a tradition. We're not here just to say, well, this is the way you pray because Father Paul likes to pray this right. way. Um, so there is that aspect that comes with the whole thing. Um, but again, you know, where do we start? <laughs> People do like 10 episode series. Right. Mm-hmm. On prayer, yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting when I look, I, I like where you went with this, Paul, that there's an inheritance of spirituality that we possess as Catholics. Mm-hmm. I always find it very, very fascinating. And it's maybe because I'm in education, but you guys have to have it in parish life as well. The newest self-help spiritual Barnes and Noble uh, movement, you know, the the secret. Remember the secret? Yep. There's the special secret that came out and you know, it was supposed to help that that. It's it, even even I think of things like yoga, and I think well, but if yoga is meditation, if there's a like we have 
meditation, like in the Christian tradition. We have all this huge wellspring and inheritance that sometimes I think we're looking for the newest thing uh, in the, the secular world that's cool and popular. And so the last thing last year was very popular was mindfulness, oh, yep. the mindfulness movement. And I'm like, um, like the monks and spiritual giants of the Christian tradition have been mindful for at the core of who they are, like attentiveness is a core principle of spirituality. But yet when it was secularly proposed, it was kind of cool and flashy and it was the new big thing and it was all over. So I think, well, what are those inheritances of our own faith that we possess, those traditions spiritually? Uh, maybe maybe just, you know, to talk a few about a few of them, like Carmelites, that there's this Carmelite tradition or this Jesuit tradition. What, kind, what kinds of traditions have you encountered or are you aware of? Well, in the, I guess, first of all, I'd like to sort of answer a little bit what I think that that we in the church need to acknowledge is what happened that we weren't able to convey that we really had the method that right. people are looking for. That if they're asking Oprah, right, then we should say, mm-hmm. what have we failed to do? Because we actually have the answer. The way, the truth, the life. So, are we living it in such a way that hmm. it's evident? And again, I think this is this challenge for us in, in the church to be able to say, how do I live my relationship with Jesus Christ in such a way that it's evident that I have something that really does sustain me? Right. And that I can be free enough to say to someone, this might not work for you, but for me... This is what has been helpful right. uh, to stay connected to the one who continues to give my life the purpose and meaning that I ultimately seek. And then, Father, is it your witness that they observe that makes them say, well, maybe there is something to what he's saying? Or how does your witness right. play so into that? Right, so this is the thing. Like, like, any, like any situation, there's those people who you, you think to yourself, you want me to do this because you want me to be miserable with you. <laughs> like your misery wants company. Right. And then there's other people who you say, I want what they have. I don't know what it is. And, and so there is this, whether they intentionally do it or not, there is this sense of when we have found something that really gives our life purpose and meaning, gives our life a, a, a different sort of direction, it is evident to others. We don't have to say anything to people. We, you know, I often will say <clears throat> it's evident when a teenager falls in love. <laughs> like when they walk through the door, mom or dad, if they're observant, can say, what What's her mean? name? What's her name? Right. What's his name? Those kinds of things. So again, this question, we have to, we, we have to keep meeting Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think what has happened is too many people in the church have met Jesus Christ, but the Jesus Christ that they met was when they were eight or 20 or 40 mm-hmm. and they haven't met him again today. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we keep proposing the spirituality or we keep proposing a way of life that isn't today. Hmm. Wow, and, that's and interesting. So Oprah comes along and she reproposes something, but she really isn't connected to Jesus Christ, but it's moving. Right. You know, it's moving people somehow because Jesus can meet people anywhere. And so they're like, well, it looks like it's working. 
but it's not really going to make them happy in the end because we need a new one next year and next year and next year. Right. The difference is we don't need a new Jesus Christ every year. I just need to meet him again mm. because I'm different at every moment. I keep changing throughout that. So, um, so does it become less like a drug? So like a drug, I think it's almost like you encounter it once and then you need m the next time you have this insatiable desire, you need more the next time. And you just can never quite satiate what it is that you're trying to satisfy. Is that be a bigger roller coaster, scarier movie, right, a, a, right, right. A more drug, whatever. Is the encounter with Christ the same or is it? Different. It's different. I th what I guess I would say is the encounter with Christ is like when you look at a beautiful piece of art and you're moved by it and you keep looking at it more and more and more and more mm. and you see more and more and more and more and it begins to become even more profound. It expands. Even though it's the same piece of art. Gotcha. And as you learn more about the artist, as you learn more about that piece, about the work, right. it, you, you're even more spellbound by what you're standing before. Statue of David. Perfect example. Like if you've not seen the statue of David before, it's an unbelievable piece of work. And yet you can stare at it and stare at it and stare at it and never really tire mm. of looking at it. But you look at other things that are just, you know, whatever, a picture of a person and it's not a piece of art. And you look okay. at it and you're like, well, that was nice. And you move on. In a sense, I mean, and we won't go to this topic, but in a sense, it's the difference between like you would say pornography, right? Like David is naked. <laughs> He's a naked man standing there, but you can stare at that man forever and be amazed at the vein going up his hand. Somebody looks at pornography and he's a new, new picture, new image, right. new, the one statue is sufficient for all of eternity. Like right. they haven't had to make a new one. <laughs> like people keep coming back to see the exact same piece. Moses, you know, the Pieta, uh, like you just keep going back and back and, and you constantly are comparing it. Like, well, that's, that's a nice Mona Lisa or that's a nice, you know, Pieta, but it's nothing like. <laughs> so this is like a daily encounter, right? This is a, 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 a continuous encounter in the moments of your day in the presence that is spiritual, right? Correct. It's a connection with the, the, the spiritual realities, with the nature of Christ, with the divine in the material world that we live, breathe, and, and I guess for me, what I would say the challenge is it's, it's the re, sort of the reverse. It's not that I keep looking at the Pieta and I am drawn into it, that God reveals himself in a different way often each day. And so I can't keep going back exactly the same mm. way to the exact same point and the exact same thing. I have to say, where are you here and now today? Right. Sort of like with the resurrection, Jesus just kept showing up at different times, different places, and you know. Right. So, so it, it, to discover that He's there, and then begin to see how do I find Him, mm. and prayer is that place where I slow down uh, enough to be able to begin to really see Him. As we wrap up this first half hour segment, I'd be interested in exploring that finding Him. Um, that, that where is it that we do encounter him, you know, in, in our daily life? We're going to take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back here at Real Presence Radio, and you're here with Father John and Father Paul on Rutten Radio. We'll see you in just a minute. You're listening to Rutten Radio on the RPR Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Rutten Brothers after these messages. 
Mission Blueprint presents Mission ID, New Man, on February 8th and 9th in Brookings, South Dakota. Doug Barry from Battle Ready on EWTN will be coming to encourage and strengthen men to be ready to face the battles in our culture today. Come and experience Mission ID, New Man. Mark your calendars February 8th and 9th at St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Tickets can be purchased at mission-blueprint.org. Get ready for Bible Boot Camp, the 10th annual Know Your Faith competition. Join host Father Craig Holkalter and Father Kyle Metzger Wednesday, February 6th, beginning at 11 a.m. Central, as five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota battle to see who knows their faith best. It's the Know Your Faith competition Wednesday, February 6th, sponsored in part by Lunseth Plumbing and Heating, Therapy Solutions, Professional Computer Services, Production Service Agronomy, Napoleon Livestock, Fisher Industries, Laney's, and Flex Furniture and Appliances. For me, one of the things that I love most about Real Presence is uh, the Angelus. It's just it, it's just a quick stop in the day. Stop the day, turn to God in prayer, and then go on with your day. Um, but it does make you stop the craziness of your day and turn to God and then go back. And I think that that's one of the beauties of, of things like Catholic Radio, is just keeping that light in our life. I've heard people speak about the difference once they've started to listen to Catholic Radio. Just that presence of presence of, of a positive voice and really a voice that speaks the truth that comes from God throughout your day. It really does make a difference. You know, and sometimes you uh, you don't know how much you need it until until you happen to turn on the radio and hear just the thing that, that's for you, you know, the message that, that God has for you that day. And so I think um, I would say that not just the difference in, in individuals, but even a difference in the same person from from uh, from before they listened to uh, to now or to you know that moment when they tune in at just the right time. This is Rotten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now back to more faith, family, and fun with the Rotten Brothers. And we're back at Rutten Radio here on Real Presence Radio with the Rutten Brothers, Father Paul and Father John and myself, Joe. And uh, we were just talking about really kind of prayer and some other topics, encounters and different things. And, and Father Paul, you kind of finished off the first segment kind of on a note. Maybe I'll turn it over to you to kind of kick it off and then transition us into the second half hour. Yep. Uh and again, for me, one of the reasons why I like a little bit of time is to try to make sure I've got my thoughts in order. So as I was ending it, I just wanted to make sure that it, it kind of had made sense. Um, so using the analogy that I talked about with a, with a beautiful piece of art to, to say the Pieta by Michelangelo, you constantly go back to that same piece of art and that piece of art is seen even more and more and more. When it comes to prayer, instead what it is, it's always the same God but how he reveals himself is what constantly changes. Uh, and so what can be difficult, I think, in prayer is I can't just hold on to one thing and say that this is the only way that my prayer life will ever work. <laughs> and then everyone has to pray my way. Um, but that's what we want. That's very popular. <laughs> and so, right. And so then it happens. What happens, you know, we get in a rut, you know, and right. well, I've been, you know, I do, 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 do. I was uh, born in a rut. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was born in a rut. Uh, and so I think what's important though, is to be able to say, what are some of the, just the fundamental basic aspects right. of putting just, yourself in the presence of God right. and opening yourself up to how he wants to make himself available. Right. Right. And Father, I think Father John had some good ideas. Yeah. Practically speaking, when it comes to prayer and I mean, I struggle with 
like a daily consistent prayer. And uh, practically speaking, why is prayer so tough? How can we maybe try and kind of do some things that help us go about doing it better? Well, my two things. My experience is we don't learn to pray more by praying more. So if we're struggling with prayer, the answer isn't to pray about it. Or to pray more. <laughs> okay. Wait, You'd but, be but other, shocked how often that's no, a recommendation. No, 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 no. But other things you do. Like, just keep keep at it. Just keep, keep at, at it, it yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. So if you're having struggles praying, like, if, you know, for all priests listening, if there are any out there, it's not helpful. And it was never helpful to me when I was in the confessional and you told me to pray more. Like, no, didn't you just hear me? My problem was prayer. <laughs> like, don't give me another encouragement. About, right. Like, uh, now. This is where I think maybe this is what priests really mean or they might mean. This is what I mean is uh, ask him. Just say, like, I need to pray. Lord, I need to pray. And then you're done. You're done. Does that make sense? That's a prayer. Sometimes we make this, like, disconnected thing. uh, And it's like, oh, I need to find a better way or I need to get a better system or I need to find a better prayer or whatever. Well, like, just say, Lord, I, I want to pray. And I know you love me and you want me to be in conversation with you. Like, help me with it. Right. And then just like pay attention and just see where it goes. And, and Lord, I want to pray. Like, uh, and then when you, then there's a different thing when then you receive the response and you sort of feel like you like have this moment and you're like, oh, 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 there's like some peace in my heart right now. Or uh, this person just made me happy or whatever. And then you turn to God and then you say, thank you, Lord. And you can kind of just sit with it. And then there's sort of this dynamic of, okay, now do I leave this to go do my will? Okay, so if you're in that moment of recognition with God, will you give him the time and will you stay there present to that and let go of maybe the things that you were going to plan or do? Uh, so I, my the to change the focus to just ask to be able to pray more. Uh, but that's the important thing is where do we begin? You asked that in the last segment. Where do you begin? You begin because you have a need. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pay attention to the needs, the deeper needs of your heart, tell not, me about I some of those this needs or I need that, but like I need peace. I am like, or I am totally stretched beyond my gourd. Like <laughs> I don't Lord, Lord, like to pray from that place. Uh, even like what happened in this last segment for us, that's not where people go. But when you go to that place, you begin to discover, oh, I have a need. And you know what? My spouse can't fill it. I have a need and my brother priests or my brothers can't fill it. I have a need. Like, And you go deeper into it. But people set their expectations that people look at needs that they have an expectation other people or situations or forms of prayer can meet. Right. No, go deep into that. Only the spirit of God can meet that. And when you meet that, when you like realize that, then like this possibility opens and then you stay there and you say, oh my gosh, like, Lord, you're here. So now if I'm in my, if it, here's where I'm at, I'm thinking to myself, all right, where am I doing this though? I thought I'm in my, in prayer, am I sitting in church? Am I in this morning? Is what you're telling me here? Do I have to be in in my chair at the rocker this morning before the kids got up? Like, is this a 15 minute segment that I got down and I encountered God in this 15 minutes that I set aside every day to prayer? Is it before the Eucharist? Is it while praying the Rosary? Like, where is this all happening at? You kind of, you mm-hmm. talk about it broadly, but it doesn't seem to my initial place that I go with, and I think oftentimes maybe 
some of our listeners out there might is is to go to a specific place in time in which I'm praying formally. I had a meeting a couple of days ago with a group of people. It was a great meeting. Lots of things were talked about. A couple of days later, someone sends me a text message and they have a few points they want to follow up with me about. In front of those few points, part of me was before I could even think about it, justifying my positions <laughs> in front of those questions. Mm -hmm. I could tell I have a need. What's happening here? Something's going on. And as I paid attention to it, I was like, okay, you know what, Lord, <laughs> only you, like, I don't know what this is all about, but even if we get all of this figured out, like I still... Lord, I need you. Like, mm -hmm. you're the one who makes this whole world go around. And suddenly, I was, like, grateful for this message. Now, is that something that you took to a specific place, time, moment of prayer? Or is that something that you just, it happened as it happened? Or did it happen? No, I was sitting on a couch. Or I was sitting in a chair. I just, I was going through my text messages. Right. <laughs> and and you it allowed is. it to be an encounter I, of prayer. Yeah, I allowed it to be a moment of reality that provoke. I am a human person. God came to meet the human person. Right. Prayer isn't something disconnected from me. And so here I am in this couch and this is happening. And I'm now the, I'm paying attention to this deeper part of me that's responding to these surface things that are happening. And I'm saying, oh, oh, okay. Oh, this is familiar. I don't, I get caught off. Okay. Be patient, be patient. Uh, so it's right there. But then I have a moment where I say, oh my gosh, that was like really that felt really good to sort of say, be corrected. Let people help you. Uh, don't justify yourself. You always get yourself, oh, what's that piece? And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's you. And then all of a sudden, like 20 minutes later, I'm justifying myself again and taking the wrong position. But then I'm like, nope, I liked that piece. And yep, I don't understand where this is going. And okay, okay, yep. Yep. Listen, listen. So this listen. is really a discernment, an active process of discerning yeah. and examining yeah. as you go about your day. Yeah. And then from that, I um, realized I, I hadn't prayed morning prayer. So then I prayed morning prayer and that's a, a written prayer. Mm -hmm. But I had this energy. I had this, it, it didn't seem like fitting one more thing in and I just prayed morning prayer. And then as I'm praying morning prayer, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Oh, I belong to the church and everybody all over the world's praying these same Psalms. And right. And so this is what most people, uh, this is what I oftentimes associate with prayer is that formal place of prayer. How, where does that formal place of prayer fit into the larger context? Maybe um, in, in my, my, the formal place keeps me from being a leaf blowing in the wind mm -hmm. hmm. and it keeps me rooted to a people. That's not just me. I belong to something bigger and even in my own spiritual life, I can get arrogant and prideful. Like the fact 2,000 years of history in relationship of conversation between God and man exists. Well, even more of that between God and man, but Christianity. <laughs> um, I do myself a little humility to say that uh, the prayers of St. Teresa of Avila are probably 
better than what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> that the prayers of St. Francis of Assisi are probably more articulate of the human's position before God than right. what I just dreamt up over the last But we five memorize weeks. these a lot and, sure. and know them, but I don't know that we always interact with them in a way that is uh, gives us life like well, you were talking about I, previously. I guess I think, so I often will equate it back to the reality of like mathematics. And we got away from this idea of making kids memorize things. But there was an important ability to be able to have a, a foundation upon which you, you just had information that was concrete. You just knew, you know, whatever multiplication right. table thing. So that when you got to calculus, you could begin t- to think in ways that were far beyond this basic, I know two plus two and I know four plus four. But because I had learned those foundational things, I had this great capacity to expand into something bigger. So what Mm, I think is important is that we make sure that we do have this foundation, that I do have this understanding that it just can't be, oh God, whatever you might be, I think you are great. No, our Father. Mm. And in those two words, an infinite amount of understanding comes out that gives me then the ability to actually know God as God really is, that God has revealed himself to us. And so there is a truth about him. And if I don't know that there is this truth, then what is God? Well, God is just this nice idea, (laughs) you know, the spaghetti monster, you know, uh, no, no, he's not. So by learning some fundamental things, by learning prayers, by understanding that there's a a tradition that's Benedictine or Dominican or Franciscan or, you know, all of these, you know, Carmelites, they're all real concrete ways in which not just one person but an entire group of people have encountered God in a way that they have changed the world by their lives. Hmm. Uh, But it doesn't mean that I'm stuck then with just this one thing, but I have to be able to have this foundation of it. And, And so if I don't know prayer and I don't know some sort of discipline in which I slow down, I sit still, I learn to listen, you know, this, this ability of, to just be with what I'm feeling, you know? So as Father John was talking about, that what happens today is we get that feeling that we don't like, and then we just fill it with something else. Right. We go to Facebook or we, we turn on a TV or, you know, <laughs> we, we, we don't want to sit with that. And, and I think that's where the church is saying, well, no, you do have to sit with it. You have to let it come up and out somehow, and it's not going to happen if you don't sit still for a moment right? Um, and really let it be uh, present in that. I also think that there is an importance of having just some time consistently where you just are still and and you're open to God, whether anything happens or not in that moment. But I think it is good to have a consistent you know, thing the, the church has it for us as priests. We're supposed to consistently pray. Now, that doesn't mean that that's going to give me all of the answers to my problems. Mm-hmm. But that structure is sort of that foundation upon which I have the ability then to see God working in different ways. Yeah, and you can see that practically in in your own lives when you have something that's on your schedule at the same time all the time. Mm-hmm. There's an order to it. There's a piece to it. Right. You're less. You're less impacted by the ups and downs of your feelings mm-hmm. and you're more more 
able to act upon the will, which is the which is the heart, which is the source of love, right? <laughs> the source of love isn't your emotions. The source of love is your will, a choice to do something for the other. Uh, and when you don't say it fluctuates half hour, 15 minutes, whatever the case might be. Like you're always like you, you spend enormous amounts of energy trying right. to remember, think about, Oh, was it this or that people get confused? Oh, but this or that. But you know, when at the rectory, uh, Scott Miller, the seminarian and I, we prayed together and you know, it's at 20 minutes to eight o'clock and it gives me enough time. I get to the office, hey, eight, da, 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 da. When I start messing, I'm always the one who messes with it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, guys, so like, you know, nothing's new. Right. Scott, but Scott's faithful. Scott, but when I start messing with it, then Scott starts second guessing and things. And, right. and then are we going to pray or not pray or like, but no, it's 20 minutes to eight o'clock. Well, at Advent, we moved the Thursday mass to 7.15 in the morning. Oops. So now it's only Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday that we're starting work at eight o'clock, you know, and it just like, that's why it got all messed up. Before that, it was yeah. like, pray at 7.40, go to the office, eight o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, the dentist, there's a, there's an analogy here I'd like to make. It, <laughs> if you go to the dentist and you got cavities, one of the first things the dentist w will want to examine is, have you changed something in your routine or, or your life in the last six months? Because of stress? Did, no. So you get cavities. All right. So you get cavities. That's yep. now they're going to diagnose this. What have you, what's changed in the last six? You didn't have cavities for two years and now you showed up with cavities. What happened? Oh, right. You moved your house. You got a new home. You moved your house. It changed your routine right? You have a different priority. You got a new job. Well, oh, now you're on the road driving more. Therefore, you, you, maybe you're, so you're, you're habits. Your, your habits, your things are changing. They can assess your cavity <laughs> is, a, is a sign to them that something's out of order in your life. What did you do that messed up the order mm -hmm. that kept you healthy? And this is similar, right? I mean, you, you're stopping and saying, you're doing it the other way though. You're saying, all right, order brings me health and peace and, and, mm -hmm. and good teeth. Right. But when I mess with the ad order, uh, I don't get good thing. I get cavities in other areas of my life. And I think there's an analogy there that just says, you know, habit and routine are good for the person mm -hmm. and they establish a consistency. We don't have to think about it. It's like math, right? We don't have to think about two plus two. We know it's four. We have to think about what we're going to do tomorrow morning at 740. We're praying. Yep. Yeah. I don't lose energy. I don't get taxed. From that, I, but what I do think then commonly happens is eight o'clock rolls around and my relationship with God ceases till seven forty mm. tomorrow. Like that's I think the problem most people face. Oh, gotcha! Is it's a seven forty relationship and then they're on to the next relationship yes. and the next one. Whereas what what Father John was saying is nope, the seven forty is important because it keeps me connected, it keeps me grounded, it keeps all these things. But then at you know, 1030 when I'm frustrated because of this email, I'm in relationship still with the God that I was in relationship with. At yeah. And that's probably. And and yeah. so I, I, I can turn that back on in a sense or become aware of it that, okay, here we are, God. Uh, but if I don't have the consistency at 740, then I, I have, hmm. I, I don't have that anchor to ground right. me to say, oh, that's right. Cause I did have that moment this morning where we did come together. And mm -hmm. so right. uh, it, it keeps the rest of it grounded so that when 
God's trying to speak to me <laughs> yeah. in other areas. I see him. I see him. When the person cuts me off while I'm driving, I'm in relationship to the source that gives me peace. When I'm in the checkout line and yep. the person in front of me is bumbling around and can't, like, He's got 13 items yeah. in the 12 item lane. <laughs> yeah. Because I've kind I'm of connected yeah. to the person that gives <clears throat> yeah. me peace, right? Yep. Instead of saying I'm connected for a half hour in the morning at that time of prayer, yeah. no, no, that half hour actually is the anchor every day that I, the wellspring I stay connected to for the rest of right. my day as the peaks and valleys come. And, and yet the reality is, I mean, think about the joke that we all make of where's the most dangerous place to be, the parking lot at the end of church. Everyone's rushing to get out of church and they're all like, well, the people should be the most gracious <laughs> after, but right. we're done with this now. We got that out of the way. Like mm. Now we can get on with life. So, and, you, you know, and so the, the challenge is to say, well, no, God allowed the lady with 13 items to be in front of you for a particular reason, because you keep thinking that this is where your peace is going to come from. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and he wants to say, no, you're actually not going to find yeah. it in 12 items or less. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so the, um, maybe kind of connected, I'd say there's two pieces. Catch that? Yep. There's two pieces. Uh, <laughs> the first piece of the two piece is what comes from order. Mm-hmm. Okay. To have an ordered life is a helpful thing right. uh, as a human thing. And there's a peace that comes with that. Mm-hmm. But because I have that ordered life and, and because I'm whatever, there's a peace that comes from the spirit of Christ that, that God fills my heart with something beyond understanding. And that may or may not come all the time, but I can live more and more in the peace which is the order of my life. And I have this time in which I pray. I have these things in which I pray. I have these thi- this other dynamic. And then the peace of Christ, this fullness, can come at that time or other times, or it sort of has a, a full life dynamic to it. Um, and many times, if we've reduced what we're looking for down to just the peace that comes with an ordered life, well, then we're not much different than just the next self-help group or the next right. uh, you know business plan or whatever the case might be. Um, but if we just sort of live willy nilly, oh, Jesus is my thing. There's a human dimension to us that is going to, is going to like drift because like God isn't present. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's heaven. That's called heaven folks. Like that's when it always is there. Um, so there's the two piece. It reminds me that when God created the world, um, he ordered chaos, <laughs> <laughs> right yep. and that this is a constant arc type theme throughout human history throughout my heart mm-hmm. right this is like this narrative of human history and it's also the narrative in which i live between my head and my heart and my every day and so that it, it, then when when we come and screw it up which I do every morning when I wake up, it takes me about 15 seconds to do something that disorders my life typically, uh, that I have to go back. God's the only one that can reorder that chaos. And I have a tendency to say, well, I'll wait until prayer. I don't say this intentionally, but I think my habit of prayer has been um, that gets fixed tomorrow when I get back to my prayer time, or that gets fixed Sunday when I, or, or that gets fixed Instead I'll bring of, that to prayer. Is what <laughs> yeah. Right. Instead of stopping and saying, wait a minute, one, how come I don't have the tool? Or maybe I do and I don't know it. How come I don't possess the tools of 
the spiritual craft. I like to call it the soul craft. How come I don't possess those to fi- to figure this out right here? Did God, did God abandon me? Like I don't, I got to wait. I thought he's the God of all power and all might and all, and he loves me. And he's a father that doesn't give a stone when I ask for bread. And my life's a mess right now. And like a half hour ago, it was cool. I was good. Mm-hmm. How do you, and that seems to be a great place to, for me. I'm just excited just to think, you know, maybe I really compartmentalized prayer to this form and time and period and place, which is important, as mm-hmm. you've said, to anchor me, to anchor us, to give us order to our, and then that ought to flow with me. I ought to be, I ought to possess a relationship or, or tools or that I can take with me throughout the rest of my day that allow me to get that peace, to get that order back whenever it's lost. And this is partly why I believe people leave the life of prayer or connectedness to God. And what will actually bring them back is every person is trying to find an answer to living. And Mm -hmm. if prayer helps one live, bingo. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're out doing all these other things, because in some way it's helping them better than me saying, show up to mass on Sunday for this hour and have 15 minutes a day in you know, your life or just giving these like structures that they think, my gosh, I can't even keep, I'm like, you know, I can't, what do you mean add this to it? Like, right. no, like what if this helped you add peace to 40% more of your life? Um you know, we were talking, you stay at my place sometimes when we come before and we were talking about Scott was saying that I'm eating differently. And yeah. like, you know, what if people, like, I can't, we, we don't have enough time to get into it, but I really believe that like my need for health is connected to my life of prayer, but not that I sat down. I mean, I have a holy hour in the morning, but not that, I, not that like it's connected to my relationship with God and this dialogue and this need I've had, I've been more and more bringing to him. And then mm-hmm. suddenly it didn't change overnight, but I made smoothies the other day. It's like <laughs> a miracle. Fruit. Wow. I bought real fruit, real, like, like, <laughs> I mean, it still was in a plastic thing, so it didn't come out of the garden, but I mean, it wasn't frozen and it wasn't uh, in a prepackaged, like, here's your thing. Right. And I bought fruit and milk. I didn't know there were so many kinds of milk. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You can get like, oh, like there's so many milks. Now this, like, is, a, no this is a full idea. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I go home and I make a smoothie. I made one for that night and one for the morning. And I'm like, this is amazing. Well, if people really believed that prayer, life right. with God was somehow connected to those things, right. I think they'd give them a chance again. Right. And so what happens, I think, in that is our, what our culture does is our culture sells you the Nutribullet that's going to make the <laughs> yeah. smoothie, which is going to make your life better. But, and we believe it because for a moment it does. But what they don't see is that it was God who gave you the ability and desire to buy the fruit to make the smoothie. Yeah. And so we get it reversed. Mm. And so now it's the Instapot, you know, or it's the Crock-Pot. It's, right. you know, it's this or that that's going to make, and it does temporarily make my life better. It makes it easier, those things. But what we're missing is really ultimately the source has to be God. So then I have to keep huh. going back to God and letting him be the one that gives me a change in my life. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, we know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And let us pray that we have an encounter with him each moment of our day. We finish with our family prayer together, as we say. 
Our Father, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state and life you plan for each of us, and help us use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world, and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. Thanks for joining us here on Rutten Radio at Real Presence Network. We look forward to seeing you next month. Peace and God bless. You've been listening to Rutten Radio on Real Presence Radio. To hear today's episode again, visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and find it on the Sioux Falls podcast page. You can also find it on our app under podcasts and special events. And be sure to tune in for more Rutten Radio next month. Rotten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. You don't want to miss Real Presence Live Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Here's some of what you'll hear when you tune in. Trevor from Fargo has called in with a question. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, everyone. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm just peachy, loving the day. It's just a beautiful day. <laughs> Wonderful. Don't show up the cost. It's amazing. I love it. Wonderful. Well, what question do you have for us this morning? Well, um, you said to stump the priest, and I've already stumped <laughs> one priest with this question already, kind of. Um, I'm taking some classes, and part of the, the class was... Uh, the gospel to study and read, and one of the questions is the one Jesus sent out to 72, you know, in Paris? Yes. And he said to go to the towns and preach to the towns and whatnot, but in there he also said, do not talk to anybody on the way. Why were they not hmm. supposed to talk to anybody if they were supposed to go to these towns to preach to them? That's a, that's a fascinating question right there. Father Darren, right. do you have the gospel passage that you have, Trevor? What is that from... Matthew's Gospel or Mark's Gospel? You know, I think it was from Matthew. I just can't remember at the moment. I've heard from different biblical scholars different theories about it. I don't know that it's any settled question, but just that in biblical times, when you were traveling on the road and you would greet someone, it's not like just saying good morning and moving on, but it would often be a very elaborate and time-consuming uh, thing to to greet someone along the way, and so it was to emphasize how important their mission was uh, that they would not get sidetracked along the way. But to set a reminder so you can tune in for Real Presence Live Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings from nine to eleven Central, right here on the RPR Network. 
get ready to ship off to Bible Boot Camp because the 10th Annual Know Your Faith competition has been rescheduled to Wednesday, February 6th, beginning at 11 a.m. Central. Five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota will battle to see who knows their faith best. It's the Know Your Faith competition, Wednesday, February 6th, sponsored in part by Lunseth Plumbing and Heating, Therapy Solutions, Professional Computer Services, Production Service Agronomy, Napoleon Livestock, Fisher Industries, Laney's, and Flex Furniture and Appliances. Mission Blueprint presents Mission ID, New Man, on February 8th and 9th in Brookings, South Dakota. Doug Barry from Battle Ready on EWTN will be coming to encourage and strengthen men to be ready to face the battles in our culture today. Come and experience Mission ID, New Man. Mark your calendars February 8th and 9th at St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Tickets can be purchased at mission-blueprint.org.